Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And today, my guest is coming all the way from Ireland via some uh, some chat devices here. Um, we're going in here. Daniel Earls is on the show today. Daniel, our daddy boy, is on the show, and we are having a great talk today, folks. Uh, hopefully, you get some inspiration, some motivation as a creative, for one. Uh, for two, some entertainment, because holy shit, it is a great time. We talk about sports. We talk about comics. Is Danny's time being a footballer, a.k.a. soccer from my uneducated Americans, and going into comics. We talk about it all, and what comics can mean to people as well. We really do dive into it today and have a great, wonderful chat. Uh, Danny, you are an awesome guy. Welcome back on the show anytime, good man. But if you guys want to stay tuned for more of the podcast, subscribe to wherever you're listening to podcasts at. Either I Apple Podcasts, I, it used to be iTunes, I'm old, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, or ComicChronicle.Podbean.com, or whatever third-party apps you guys are listening to as well. And yeah, so if you guys want to follow me live on Twitch for my video game playthroughs that I do, CodaRex97, Twitter, at Dakota Morgan 3 and Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan 97. You can follow me on there for all sorts of animal fun, adventures, comic shit, all the other jazz. And again, though, folks, thank you for tuning in. I just realized, too, we've now hit six years of the podcast. Six years. So thank you to the, the guests who've come on, to the fans, to the everybody, you know, the listeners, all you guys, the people who did fan art and shit. I oh, love you all. You guys have been the best. And here's the six more years of doing this podcast and giving you guys some comic book laid back entertainment now without further ado instead of me rambling on let's get into my talk where danny oh, can you hear me mate? yes i can hear you spot on spot on are you good to record you're all good to go oh yeah all good over here yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> it really threw me for a loop danny it really did i was like oh my god <laughs> this is definitely gonna be, i haven't had a full i'm not technology minded mate so when like, people have that sort of problems. I'm like, oh, I am not the first to ask for help on that. Uh, <laughs> I live in Ireland, mate. We just got the internet five years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm not be joking. I'm not be oh, joking. You, oh, my God. You'd be shocked at the, the stories I've heard on this podcast alone, Danny. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Oh, I can only imagine, mate. There's, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, well, you know, as we're recording now, welcome to the show. I have my cup of coffee here with me, so it's going great. Um, like I said, for a hard PC reboot, by the way, that was due to my cats messing around cables earlier. So they definitely really <laughs> fucked everything up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I used to own cats. I have two dogs now. I mean, you can't say I have two dogs. But I used to have cats, and they're just wired crazy. The dogs are a little bit less so now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. I mean, what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, we have a little beagle. Um, she's fourteen, and an American bulldog. He's like forty kilos. He's an absolute monster, mate. So he keeps he keeps just busy. Anytime I'm not at the draw desk, I'm just looking after him. He's just busy as anything with him. But he's great. He's a rescue dog. We uh, rescued him three years ago now. So yeah, he's a big old bruiser, mate. We're we're absolute dog people, like so. Very we kind nice. of never not have one you know what i mean yeah, yeah oh i get you he's, he's the best in the world i get you i'm in an apartment right now so that's why i can't have dogs <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. yeah i lived in america for like 10 yeah near on 10 years and like it was always that you always had to like oh i actually had cats in america because exactly for that reason because you couldn't have a lot of dogs and it was like oh yeah i always had to check like, can you have pets can you not it's like super it's a lot stricter i feel in america than it is over here kind of people over here is like, ah, yeah you can have a dog just don't show your neighbors really <laughs> like, right. it's that <laughs> easy yeah, i feel like it is yeah like oh. people even if it's not that easy people just do it anyway you know what i mean it's like ah listen we love our dogs to be fair there's not a ton of like apartments the way they are and then 
in America, the colour is like it's a little bit different. You only big blocks of apartments in America. It's a little bit mm-hmm. different here, kind of the way the layers of houses are, so it's a bit easier to have the dogs and stuff, you know. Yeah, that's fair. And it, I mean, it's almost like it's easier to get a house over there than it is in America. <laughs> Well, nowadays it's not. Oh, no. <laughs> now, yeah, we're struggling over here massively for that as well. So I think the whole world's coming together as one in that respect. It's like, there's nowhere to live. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> so like, uh, we're a little bit of trouble. On that one. oh shit oh shit i mean and i know you've been a busy man too and i know we were supposed to do this the day beforehand and such so again thank you for taking the time out because i know it's like the day after now and we plan to do it later on and such but it see it seems like is you know working in comics you're a very busy man yeah no of course i appreciate you rescheduling it's always honest because i kind of try to pride myself on when i say i'd be somewhere i'd be somewhere but it's been i'm kind of trying to get used to this uh like the comic book schedule and sort of things mate and like deadlines and I had deadlines before, you know, I stuck to them, but like nowadays it's been like, it's been crazy, which is, that might sound like a negative thing, it's actually a positive, being working so much is actually a positive thing, but then not being able to schedule things like this even around life is a little bit more difficult, you know, yeah. but um, but it's like I said, it's an unbelievable quote unquote complaint to have, like being able to work so much and having so much work on is, I'd take that any day I would be able to like <laughs> pick up and just do, do anything I want any day, you know, working yeah. a lot better than that. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. And and you take a look at it, like, it is, you know, a busy... I used to say that a lot when I worked in the film industry for a long, for many, many years. Uh, and I would definitely say, like, I'm busy, I don't really have time for things, but I'm happy doing this stuff. <laughs> like, it was that yeah. thing where you, you just enjoy it because you get to create. Like, um, when I have to write some comic book scripts every now and then for the company I work for, like, we were writing those, and people are like, oh, can you come out tonight? Like, no, I have to write scripts. I just got an alert from it. Because, like, the schedule could be... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is what it seems like is like, all of a sudden you get a call and you're like, oh, my schedule is now booked for the rest of the two days. And it's just like, you never know what might come in. Yeah, it's been crazy, mate. It's like, it's similar to you. Like, um, even like little things like, mate, going for like a cup of tea, right? And that's all we do is cups, <laughs> cups yeah. of tea and coffee with each other, right? But like, even something as simple as that, someone might think, oh, you yeah, have a cup of tea for 20 minutes. It's even that is hard to do, right? Because like, you're trying to like get in and out of the flow of drawn, and like you just don't have that time. Twenty minutes becomes forty minutes, which is like just something that you can't, that you don't have. You know, mm. I'm literally like the last three months trying to like find hours in the day um, to try kind of get these pages done. And you can kind of, of course, there's times when you can kind of think, look at a panel, and think, oh, that's done. But you want it to be the best it can absolutely be. And especially for me, just breaking in now to code is a different story. I want to like make this as good as I can. Yeah, yeah. The hours have been insane but talking to most comic book artists that are still working 30 years later the hours are insane for them as well you know so it's kind of the way schedule has been really tough is the wrong word but like interesting to figure out because you you get jobs coming in kind of luckily enough from kind of some companies at the same time Mm -hmm. and maybe you have to pick one over the other you know but then you have to think right i've got it open for a month and then after that i want more work so you got to schedule that it's like where people kind of wouldn't really realize that um, Will Sliney, one of the biggest artists here in Ireland, was kind of telling me about the schedule and conflicts that he still has, and he's been working for 15 years, you know? Um, like, it's like, not even conflicts, it's just like thinking, I want to work on that book, but will I have time when this deadline is hit? So it's always just kind of a management of time and all these projects that are kind of coming your way. But again, that might sound like a complaint. It's not at all. How much How much of an amazing kind of problem is that to have that you have to juggle <laughs> work from these companies like that is just incredible i take that any day over not having work come in and have a free yes. schedule you know <laughs> oh yeah you really want to be like i'm complaining about many jobs but i love these many jobs keep them coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like keep on yeah. and like there's, there's been times where it's like i don't have time for that 
but I got to take on this cover because it's such a big opportunity. But then you have yep. to kind of try to figure out how to not make certain work kind of suffer. You got to keep everything at a good quality and standard that you might be. Not, well, not, not, I say might be known for. I am not known yet per se because my work hasn't come out yet in interiors. But you got to kind of balance it for yourself mm-hmm. to kind of think, all right, that's good enough that I can take on this sort of cover on top of all this sort of work, you know. And you got to hope you don't accidentally slip up on like a picture or anything else, or your NDAs yeah. you don't break. You're like, I want to show yeah. you guys so bad, but I can't. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I've always like thought that when I just. Back in the day, they love, like, oh, I'm working on something cool. It's like, what's your show us? But it's like, yes, so excited to show people, you know. Like, my kind of, I've been, I've had my first Marvel gig in the books now for nearly, uh, nearly two and a half, three months, and that's coming out next month. And then I have a Star Wars book Ooh. that's been in the in the bag for like maybe a month and a half, two months. That's coming out the month after. And then I've just finished up, wrapped up a, a story for DC that won't be coming out for a while. So it's one of those things you're always trying to kind of think like you're trying to tease some work and you think, I'll show this just a little bit of a snippet, you know, it's like, but you don't, you can't show too much, obviously, because you, you want yeah. the book to come out, you know? Yeah, that's it. And, yeah, and you don't want to get fired and you want more jobs. <laughs> that's like exactly. the big part about it. You're like, <laughs> I want to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> but like having a job and having books on the shelf is more important than getting a like or two on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's true. I wish to eat. <laughs> you know, you got dogs. Yeah, exactly. You got to support. Yeah, I gotta keep. If I'm gonna want, if I want to keep drawing, I gotta keep this light on above me head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Head. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna sacrifice that. You know. Absolutely yes. Oh now. <laughs> I got to ask you something. As someone who's come onto the scene, you know, I would say almost recently to the comic book scene, uh, I've asked some our artist friends of mine this, and it's kind of like a 50-50. Do you draw via the tablet, like on a computer, or do you draw on paper and then scan it in still? Yeah, I draw on paper. To code. I'm, kind of, I'm a bit of a caveman, mate, when it comes to, like... When it comes to technology and stuff, I'm just not good at all. I do, I've, I've tried to do my best. Um, like, I have a tablet, so I would, like, color um, digitally. And I do, like, a couple, like, little digital touch-ups. My kind of rule of thumb would be, like, it's, like not to sound kind of, like, um, pretentious, because that's the last thing I want to do. But, like, I, I love artwork, right? Like, it's my favorite thing in the world. And I love traditional artwork and all these, like, kind of, um, the golden age of illustrators like Bernie Fuchs and Norman Rockwell and stuff. So these guys were traditional artists. So I kind of had this rule of myself breaking in. I said, if I can't do something that I want to do on the board traditionally, I'm not going to try it digitally, right? Because you see all these effects and stuff now. So I'm going to kind of, it's going to be a long winded answer, so settle in, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's one of those things where like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to, at the end of this, say like that, I love both traditional and digital art. There's not a thing where it's like, oh, if you're digital, it's this. I, I love artwork. If something, if someone, like look at Jorge Jimenez and you look at Pepe Larraz, right? Those two are the kind of top digital artists in the world right now. Like they are phenomenal. They can do anything they want, but they can do that also on paper. But my rule I had for myself was I want to try, if I wouldn't be able to replicate something digitally that I couldn't do traditionally. So I've tried to kind of teach myself traditionally the whole way through, you know, and then it just became a thing where I just love pencil on paper. I mean, I love kind of, um, kind of getting my hands dirty through today. I love the sound of the pay of the pencil hitting the paper. Like those are kind of things like that are tangible in life. Like I'm really kind of tactile anyway, you know? So I love that kind of feeling of getting my hands dirty and working with all these different tools, scan it in. And then of course I'll do some digital kind of touch-ups and stuff, but yeah. there's never a thing because there's always that debate now to call it like, Oh, digital traditional, I genuinely don't care if someone <laughs> like drew on a, a like on a stone with a stone. If it came out amazing, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like so kind of like there's no. I don't get brownie points for working traditionally. If someone's better than me digitally, that's on me to get as good as them. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of that's the way I kind of feel about it. But I just happen to love, for me personally, traditional work because I can't replicate me 
traditional techniques in digital uh, programs and stuff if that makes any sense it does yeah and i think it also adds like it's kind of a multi-thing of why you do it because there's that factor but also i think it's because and you're not alone in this i've met people who do this is it's an old school set of mind of like you know you want to get down and dirty you want to work hard and i mean shit look at your previous career my good man danny like you know football like that definitely (laughs) you you got that i want to get dirty sort of thing going on like we used to the biggest thing playing i used to play in england obviously before i went to america and when we went to america it was like you play on probably 70 percent astroturf pitches and i hate it and the biggest thing i hate is because you don't get any dirt on you you come off squeaky clean and it's like ah i feel like i haven't earned me paycheck this weekend because i haven't got dirty yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah absolutely (laughs) yes i know when i played rugby uh this is what i loved and boy i wish they had it where i'm at now in america but they don't uh it's like (laughs) it was it's the weirdest thing i shit you not there's like the thing about playing rugby you get down and muddy and dirty i grew up in illinois in in the u.s so more midwest middle of the states i currently live in arizona in the southwest and oh, wow. when I first moved here, Danny, oh, I, I almost cried because they're like, rugby, what's that? Like, what? You guys don't have one in school? I moved there in high school, and they're like, well, you don't have one in school? And I'm like, what? I'm like, we even have a boys and girls rugby team back where I'm from. And they're like, oh, That's yeah. That's That's good. So what made you – this is going to sound like uh, an ignorant question, which I don't mean it to be, but two sports being – not super similar, but somewhat similar, American football and rugby, right? Not that they are that similar, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. what made you choose rugby over American football and being American yourself? I found it more fun. Now, uh, every, enough, yeah, yeah it, to me, it was more fun. It, it was a lot more interesting to me. Uh, it was something new. And uh, I mean, my gran- grandpa, who was a big sports guy, he had the sports channel on 24-7. He was like, rugby, <laughs> eh? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. Uh, it, it, it was definitely something I chose. I mean, I still have my, my rugby ball here, too. Uh, it's out in, in my office. And it definitely... I don't, I don't know what it was about it, but like, it seemed interesting to me. It seemed different enough where I wanted to try it. It wasn't the normal baseball, football. It, of course. But American football, I should say. But, you know, and, and you know, I did play so- uh, soccer, aka okay, football for you. It was uh, when I was a little kid, and I just – I don't know what it was. But then the people as well, uh, every, like rugby people, certain mindset, just something beautiful about it. It really, yeah, really was. My sister um... – she runs a gym uh, here in the town I'm from, and she worked with the Irish rugby national team for, oh. I, I'm almost going to say nearly 10 years as well. Like, she's rugby mad. Like, my family, growing up, we were into football, like soccer, right? But then she kind of took that over. And I, to be honest with you, I love, I can really appreciate rugby, and I can respect the players. They're absolute animals, and they will be, the Irish rugby team are incredible. I've never massively taken rugby. When you get behind the country, it's always like the Six Nations or something. You can always get behind that, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me to kind of talk with rugby, I'd be sitting there and lying to you saying if I knew a ton about it, although my sister was the strength and conditioning coach for years, you know? But I do absolutely respect like rugby players and rugby teams. Like watching those, like the British Lions documentaries back in the day, that was like, boy, that, I loved that. You know yeah. what I mean? Watching those boys, it's like, oh, they are like, proper proper men you know what i mean it's like they, they can handle themselves you know oh yeah danny i'm telling you what it was always interesting to see the scrubs out of there because whenever the time you go on a scrum like any scrum would happen and they were just like you really see who's made for this game and yeah, people would quit exactly. the team because yeah. they went oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah yeah oh they beat the living hell out of you Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's brilliant. That's oh, brilliant. I, I showed my girlfriend some rugby a, a little bit ago, and she looked at me. She's like, why the hell did you play that? <laughs> I was like, well, you see, yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Exactly. 
brilliant. They're funny enough, they're saying, like, I kind of, like, obviously, you've been in sports, so they're saying American football, and I can understand this, it's actually more dangerous than rugby, because you think rugby doesn't wear pads, but by not wearing pads, you have to consciously protect yourself as a yep. human, but then, because you play American football and you wear pads, you, you think you're going to be safer, but you're not, you're running, like, an absolute freight train into each other, and it's like, that those pads don't help you, you know what I mean? So, like, yep. I, I that was really interesting to me to think American football was actually more dangerous than rugby because one wears pads and one doesn't wear pads, but you can you can understand that distinction and, like, oh, yeah, I'm safe. I can I can go full steam with this guy, but you're actually still getting concussed and you're still killing yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. The oh, there's been, intense, yeah, you know? so many documentaries coming out recently about it, and it used to be the same. It yeah. used to be different when I was growing up and playing. Like people were like, oh, you know, rugby's different, uh, more tougher than fo- American football, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, all the the know how and all the concussion people were coming out, and everyone started speaking out. They're like, hey, we're getting messed up here pretty hard. <laughs> like we got a yeah, lot of brain damage. It. It's like. It's so intense. It's like, and listen, the same now as football, like soccer, right? Like growing up, like we used to have, like, it's a weird one because I hope, well, I was going to say I hope, I am never going to be affected by CTE because I was the worst header of a football ever, right? So that's oh, really? not going to affect me. I was absolutely useless. But you see these older players that are kind of affected by, like, CTE, and it's, it's really scary. So it is, but, like, even nowadays, they're bringing in this thing where the kids can't head the ball under 12s and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. Do I, I don't know if there's a correct answer, to be honest. But obviously, you want people to be safe but then you're taking away the kind of fundamental aspects and skills of, of what certain sports are but then is that is it more important to look after a child of course it's more important to look after a child so mm-hmm. does the game then have to alter as you move forward the right answer is probably yeah not even probably it is yeah do you know yeah. what I mean you got to kind of move on health is more important absolutely yeah. at the end of the day you know what I mean absolutely I mean my other love is hockey so you know, and now oh, they're really, okay. they're wow. yeah, yeah. They're, they're strict and like they're really getting strict on the fighting. And you're like, fighting is a part of hockey. And then you're like, well, maybe yeah, let's actually come back. Like, when I moved to America, I was like, wait, so you're telling me these two can take their helmets off and just kick the shit out of each other in the middle of the pitch, and no, nothing happens? They're like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Would you like a beer too? Because we're we're really big on drinking beer and hockey. Yeah. And in the crowds, you can do it too. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, a hat trick? Throw your hat onto the ice rink, and that hat is $40. You're out 40 exactly. bucks. Ah, that's brilliant, man. Oh. I love it. I love it. So you probably get this question a lot, my good man. But I, I often, and I, I feel the same. I'm in your same boat for, you know, career change because I worked in film industry for a long time, and I had a little bit right. of animal. Now I work in the animal field at zoos and uh, in an animal ambulance now doing crime investigations and ambulance calls. But and now working in comics from time to time as well. So like yeah, a big career change there. For you though, you went and all of a sudden we're like, I'm quitting football for my uneducated American people, soccer. Uh, but you know, you went did I don't know, you didn't really quit, but you went in and you're like, I want to do comics. Like what was that like? Cause that itself sounds like a movie that I want to watch. Yeah, I tell you what, mate, your life sounds a bit more interesting than mine. I love animals, possibly. Can you change it from film to uh, you want animals? That's fascinating to me, that sort of stuff. Uh, I think, realistically, mate, if you have, like, uh, I heard this thing, not even to sound kind of cheesy, but like everyone has a story that's really interesting, right? Like if you play, if you play the movie of everyone's life, like everyone has an interesting life, right? Like that's so, true. it's just kind of now that my two career choices, fortunately or unfortunately, are in are in kind of limelight because they're the two things that are popular in kind of certain culture today, right? Um, like playing football, it was all I ever did growing up. I loved it. It was like I slept with a football. It was me. I couldn't even think of anything else. But then I always loved 
pop culture and comic books. Like it was always something that, like, as a younger, now it wasn't as popular as it is today. If you say that to a kid now today, they wouldn't even think twice or look blink at you. It'd be like, but back then I was like, oh, you like comic books? It's kind of weird. It's kind of cool, but now you're cool if you like them, right? So yeah. Oh, like, I know that immensely. Oh, was, yep. It, yep. Yeah, exactly. I always kind of had to keep it under my hat a little bit, but like, I, growing up, I didn't really, like, I, I didn't really care what people taught me. Um, kind of going into both, both professions but yeah being a footballer it was amazing it was everything I wanted and then I just kind of I, I don't know for 15 years um, I don't miss the football is a different career for me they thought it was hard like it was I put out so much pressure on myself in my own life anyway like and that's like it's not um, kind of playing a small violin I just want to be successful right whatever anyone's determination of success is different for everybody every individual person right so like it was almost like in football i didn't let myself enjoy it enough it was like just a relief if we won i was like okay it was never joy it was relief so it was like oh god i'm just moving on to the next mm. game we got to win the next one we got to win the next one. it was always this train of success like what can be more successful so i'm glad to have that career because like nothing in comic books i, I done a, an interview for uh, comic book resources recently and i was just saying like when I like art is very personal, right? You're doing these like at the same time of drawing like a cool picture of Batman, it's still personal because you're putting your life and soul into it. Mm. But I'm my own worst critic. Come up with football, I'm my own worst critic. So no one can kind of say something that I haven't taught already. Do you know what I mean? So if someone looks at a hand and says, That's a terrible hand, I will have already seen that. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. maybe I didn't have time to change it. So going from that into into comic books, I've kind of taken a bit of that mentality from from me football in there to be like I'm my own worst critic, but I'm trying to enjoy it a little bit more i suppose and then i just absolutely adore drawing when i played football i used to just love drawing uh all the time like i had a lot of time so when i kind of took this seriously about seven or eight years ago i used to finish training at two o'clock in a day and then draw from two to like 11. Mm. so i had time to kind of train myself to practice and stuff you know and then i just never kind of fell in love with anything more in my life than drawing it's like that thing where like the better you get the better you want to get because you can see improvement it's very tangible as a footballer it's not as tangible as it is drawn because you can look at a drawing from four years ago and think, my God, that's crap. And you can see how much better you are now. But it, but every time I look at a drawing that I finish now, I'm still like, God, i got to be better. i got to be better. So I'm always yeah. trying, to, kind of trying to improve. But you can see that tangible improvement in art way more than you can in football. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. You're able to see it a little bit more. I mean, because compared to two, you have the artwork that you have all the time and it's there forever. And it could maybe even reach more people too, which is, I know, a shocking thing. Uh, and that uh, people may believe, but like it, it's always there, you know. And then you before uh, football, you have the championship trophy, maybe a medal or something like that too. Uh-huh. But it, it just felt like you know the game was there. What was enjoyable was the game in the moment. But I mean, that's kind of sports in general. I think it's like what's there yeah. is important. Is like the game itself, right then and there. That's the beauty of it. And, and playing and that is the beauty of it. I had that conversation today. They call it. That is the beauty of it. It's like sport. Everyone loves sports because. The best players like Michael, Michael Jordan produce when the, when the pressure's on, right? Yep. With art, it's different. The pressure isn't necessarily on in art. It, it's always on, but it's not like that pressure cooker environment where it's like, right, this is it, 90 minutes, and you've got to produce. It's like with art, it's a different sort of pressure. You know, so you're dead right with that. That's why people love the beauty of sports, because on a dime, people can change, and their lives can change, and become heroes, or like people's worst enemies, right? But yep. art is a little bit different. But I always felt in football, like you can win it. The Premiership is won every year, right? And like that is, so it's been gone for 30 years now. There's 30 different teams that have won it. But in mm-hmm. art, it's a different thing. We can leave a different sort of legacy. You can leave a book on a shelf that will stand that will stand the test of time. Fingers crossed to be looking enough to have an impact like that on comic books. So that's a lot different than winning 
premierships that people win every single year it's the same competition that's yeah. where football kind of get a bit jaded me it's hard to explain that because unless you're in it it's like oh well this just gets won every single year i know you can make a name for yourself you can win it 10 times which is amazing you're part of a unit yeah. of an 11 people in a team which is also amazing to work as a team but having that individual kind of collaboration with like a writer and a colorist and letter to create this amazing piece of artwork that will stand the test of time i think that is really special if that may- like, i still think football and sports are special don't get me wrong i still love sports but i think art is different to that yeah absolutely yeah it, and for people who may be wondering like stand the test of time I, I think a perfect example that can be, you know, you can do a book and it goes into the stores and it's in a store forever. And, you know, and next thing you know, it's in like a 50 cent bin or something along those lines. And it's in the cheapo bin and a kid finds it. And that kid could be inspired yeah. to do so much. Like it could be, I mean, cause that shit that happened to me, that happened to so many Absolutely. people I've talked to. Like it could just be a dollar book or like, you know, two cents, uh, ah, it's two cents. And a kid reads the book and either they're inspired to be an artist, a writer, or they're inspired to do something with their life. Or, you know, it helps them out mentally and gets them in a better spot. Like it could be any of that stuff. And it, you know, yeah. it, that's the thing with the books. They last forever. And especially online too, they last forever. Cause you have yeah, so many different exactly. things to do too. Yeah. That's so true. It's like, you know, like, you'd be lucky, like, to work in comic books. Like, I feel, like, super great to work in comic books. Like, I work hard, like, every comic book artist has worked hard to be in comic books, right? Like, yes. and if you try to keep your foot in the door, you got to work twice as hard. But like you said, it's about going in, like, I even visited a comic book shop today, my local comic book shop, because I haven't had time to go up. And I went up today, just this morning, um, and like, you just walk in, you think, oh, all this work, this is people's, like, blood, sweat, and tears in these books. And one, yeah. like you said, one book might inspire someone that might not inspire some like someone else no, no, but it's all these different things what are you inspired by it might be in the dollar bin it might be a hundred euro book do you know what I mean it's yes. all these different things but it's this artwork that will like I said will last forever and I don't think as well like I think like in art in general not necessarily in comic books but like art is quite like if you were to be real like about fine art and stuff it's quite pretentious I'm, I wouldn't be into like modern contemporary art and stuff like I like mm-hmm. like kind of renaissance and figurative and portrait art and stuff so like what it is like kind of artists have this kind of uh, it kind of has this aura of like, it, like it's a bit airy fairy, and they kind of they can paint when they feel inspired. I don't, I wouldn't be. I'm kind of more like militaristic in my approach to art. Like I think, like I wake up every day, and it doesn't matter if you're inspired or motivated. You got to be disciplined to chain yourself to a desk and just draw. And yeah. I get that from the amazing artists come before me. I, I didn't pull it out of thin air. Like Greg Capullo is one of my favorite artists ever. He draws for twelve to sixteen hours a day to create these books that have left a legacy that will never be forgotten from him. So if he draws that every day, how can I not draw for that long? And, and he's still ripped, by the way, too. And oh, yeah. yeah. He's still <laughs> ripped. <laughs> I don't know, he doesn't. He's still like, and he has time to look like that. It's like, oh, Jesus, will you leave something <laughs> for someone else, Greg? <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's true. Oh, his, uh, you know what? His Spawn and his Batman, I just stand the test of time for me, too, Greg. Like it, Yeah. It, it's, it's true. It's he's just, a good motivator. It's phenomenal. It's just like it's 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 his artwork is stunning. Like his his kind of the placement of his camera, nothing ever looks out of place. It's it, his storytelling. It's amazing, but it's just his unbelievable relentlessness to work and to always yeah. produce. And like he's he's at his forty years and he's still at the top of the game. It's like after like hitting deadlines, you think that is like that's superhuman. Him and like the likes of John Romita Jr. and stuff like that. Those guys are just absolute machines. That I that's my type of inspiration. It's not really, like the, I love the amazing actor. Things like John Paul Leon is my favorite artist ever. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't as prolific like monthly as those guys were, but he was the like 
consummate draftsman. Like, he was an unbelievable illustrator. So, like, I, I'm inspired by all these different people, but I kind of am drawn more towards, like, the militaristic get up and sit at the desk and don't move until the job's done. Kind well, of I, I think you know? it's just hard working. I, I, I think it's, like, wanting yeah. to work at it very hard, wanting to make this a career thing, you know, going at it, because you want to work, because you enjoy what you do. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's militaristic in a sense, but it's almost just, like, you know, being professional, <laughs> I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, but professional, yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's so many kind of spins that that word has. Now, it's be, it, you couldn't have hit the nail more on the head, because it's, it's professionalism. Like, as a footballer, right, I just show up on time and train. Yep. As an artist, I just show up on time and get pages done. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, but of course, I, I'm kind of saying all this, and you you kind of took a word there that I should have said at the very start of this. It's the funnest fucking job in the world. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I get to, Sorry, I get to draw Batman on a roof in Gotham, and I get paid. I've been drawing Batman on a roof in Gotham since I was four. Do yeah, you know, yeah, basically you look at him and tell You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Like, it's the own it like you're so right i'm kind of speaking in terms of like all this like being it's the funnest job in the world as well as hard working it's their funnest job absolutely ever. yeah i mean you know if someone would have told me that they're like hey you get to write uh for superman and my immediate reaction would be fuck off there's no way yeah. <laughs> there's the, get out of here i got that email when i had to do when i got the batman cover <laughs> I was uh, talking to the editor of DC, and he's like, yeah, so we're going to get you in for a story, but first we'd like to do a Batman cover, and I was, like, burning to side beside my fiance, and I was like, fuck off, no chance. Yeah! <laughs> this. I was like, no way. And it was animated series one, so I was like, this is just every kid's dream. Oh, true, absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, that's the thing, like, people always think, like, and that's the beauty of the show too. It's like we get to show people and tell them like, "Hey, this job is fun, but also it's work, but we're also having fun." Like, and it is exactly. possible to have and fun like, and do a hard a job too. Of course, that's a defined balance. Like, I kind of will be quite like I have like a bit of a an obsessive personality rather than an addictive one, and that's what got me in football. Where it was like, like I explained before, it's like right, it it it, it kind of teetered way over towards this side of this is the job and I got to produce every day where I'm trying to kind of find that balance now. And I was like, I take it so seriously, but I have to remember every day I shot me pencil. I'm drawing Batman or I'm drawing whatever I'm drawing. I'm drawing a cover. I'm drawing yeah, like yeah. Venom. I'm drawing Star Wars. It's like, Oh my God. Like the, I'll be love these characters. Too. These are characters I grew up drawing. And it's like, I get to like have any sort of like impacts the wrong word, but any sort of like little bit of like legacy attached to them. Like, come on, pinch myself every day, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, is there, I know you can't really talk about things that you're working on right now a lot, but has there been like something that you absolutely want to work on? Like, is there a dream project that you want to work? Cause put it out in the ether, Daniel. Like, if, let yeah, people know. Yeah, like, you know what? Dakota, yeah, it was weird, man. About a year and a half ago, I kind of always, I was like, oh yeah, I'm an artist and stuff. And then it was like, I kind of, I, like, we were, I was sitting there one day and um, my fiance and her sister and her, me brother-in-law were, were uh, chatting and just saying like, I got to kind of own being an artist. But I wasn't like saying oh, I'm an artist for no reason. I was just kind of thinking, oh, people don't care I'm an artist. So I kind of just palmed it off. Oh, no, it's just, I'm an artist. It is what it is, you know? Mm. But then I kind of like said, no, she's right. I got to say, I want to draw Batman. Since then, I've said, like you're saying, put it out into the ether. I said, no, I want to draw Batman. And, like, I did get to draw him on the cover. But my absolute, like, let me kind of preface this by saying, to work for the big two has been a dream of mine since I was, since I can remember drawing, right? So, like, it's that is, like, the biggest dream. Give me anything from them, from them, and I'm like, I will 
die happy because that's amazing but of course everyone has those characters that they want to draw and it's like like for say for marvel like hulk is like a he's hulk and thor like dream characters the punisher daredevil mm-hmm. those kind of characters like ah, oh, just fell in love with frank miller's stories and i love actually kevin nolan's immortal hulk stories on my favorite it's only 10 or 12 pages like my favorite stories ever but then batman like to draw interiors for batman that is like that's like kind of right now I can say like I'm a comic book artist does that make sense it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah now I can say it and it's like Batman although like Marvel I would I love them and like so like it's hard for me to separate like Spider-Man probably and Batman with like two characters that I absolutely adore so like Spider-Man like interiors for that would be phenomenal Batman interiors that's like that's the kind of goal do you know what I mean the oh absolutely really push yeah. on and do that you know because they're like because they're the best of the best do you know what I mean the, the artists that are on those books it's like you look up to them it's like, oh my god these guys can they draw better with their feet than I would with my hands do you know what I mean oh yeah because, <laughs> so you, like, because that's kind of the yeah. goal to strive towards yes because every I mean if you look at Batman in the past five, uh, 10 years I would say the past 10 years of the Batman the teams that have been on that book you look at that and you're like oh my god these are good it doesn't it. go There's down like, it's always oh. high yeah like that that court of elves like that kind of oh, when, yes. when i was really taking this seriously that came out and i was like oh this is like because i love like kind of secret societies and kind of horror books anyway and horror stories like yeah. that was like oh that couldn't have hit that couldn't have struck a nerve more with me at that moment in time in my life i was like oh this is me this is like i gotta push for this like so so hard you know what i mean to kind of try and get to that level of of standard of drawing do you know what i mean oh, like yeah. and it could be listen because like i said it could work on any character but those are like the things where i think that's the the mount rushmore those characters only get given to people that are on mount, Rush, mount rushmore comic books you know what i mean so it's oh, like yeah. to be able to kind of say you could hold your own a little bit amongst them would be like you'd be absolutely honored yeah. and yeah. like i said before i'll preface that by saying or i'll finish that by saying i'm absolutely could be more grateful to work for those companies either way do you know what i mean what characters are you give me you know absolutely absolutely but we all have our favorites so let's be honest we all have our like there's of them i'd like to do at marvel and dc for sure one day and if they ever call i'd be shocked but also too <laughs> i'm like he read my books like what um <laughs> that's amazing oh boy like oh shit i think mine would probably be flash danny to be honest with you oh what what do you love about flash I love the the fact is is the relatability I have to that character of he can have the most sci-fi crazy shit happen and he's still trying to be an upbeat charismatic guy and yet he still gets his ass handed to him but he still goes and does it and it's a lot of like him trying to be himself still trying to tackle these big like adventurous things or even the small time things like you get a rogue like captain cold or something like that you know trying to tackle that and trying to still be like a nice guy and trying to still be optimistic and things and and, and, you know while also having a lot of because i'm a man i'm a fan of science and also i work in a lot of science so you know having that science aspect to it as well is also the fun part about it and honestly that's been like that book itself since new 52 launch Nothing but stellar. Yes. Yeah, that, that was Captain Cole as well, wasn't that? that was incredible. Oh yeah, and I, there's um, no team on there that hasn't done a good job on that book either. But people never talk right. about it. I'm, I'm like, oh, look at the Flash. Like, I know, yeah, the movie yeah. and the TV show, but like the books, like the books themselves are crazy. It is shocking. That's what I always think. They call it's weird, mate. You know, when, like it's almost like if. These comic books, right? People hear about them. All oh, comics, they hear this and that. Oh yeah, great. But I like these almost untapped gems. That like the second you give someone a comic, right, and say, "I need you to sit down for three hours and read this back to front," and they promise you they'll come out of that and think, "Oh, there's a whole new, 
part of life that I never knew about and now I absolutely have fallen in love with. Exactly. Like the comic books you think are pictures, but when you like you talked about there, you were talking about you never really mentioned art there, right? And that's like I don't kind of differentiate like writers and artists have to make a collaborative effort to make a great comic book right but like you're tapping into the dna of a character what the flashy is that's what people are missing in comic books they think it's these flashy cool books and there is those books of course that we yeah. all love in the 90s and all because that's what made us love things as kids but then you have these like more in-depth like frank miller's born again right it's yep. like one of those things like this is tapping into the dna of the character and like if people only realize that that's what comics were they, they are mature read material do you know what i mean it's like it's really dives into like the psyche of human minds and stuff yep. i think people would be really surprised if they broke it down and kind of read that and felt a certain way about a character on a piece of paper you know what i mean absolutely oh yeah i mean it, it, you know and shout out to artists and the letters and everybody too the change in style over the years since the 90s and 80s with artwork that's helped out too like it's been a teamwork thing to get it to where we're at now like um, I think you'd appreciate this. There was a, I don't remember the Spider-Man issue, but it was a Spider-Man book. And my grandma was always like, she, she loved watching the comic book TV shows and whatnot too. She's right. like, I don't know about the books though. And she loved the movies. Too. Like we lived at a point where my grandma knew who Rachel Gould was. So I was like, you know, and she, she's like, Rachel Gould, I know that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, this is a crazy world. And she's like, I don't know about the books. And I'm like, she's like, I don't know. They always seem kind of weird. I love the TV shows and the movies. Like, all right, all right. I'm going to give you a certain comic book issue. It's going to emotionally tear you to shreds. And it was a Spider-Man book. It was, and I said, this, this is how serious comic books can get. And it was the 9-11 tribute issue with Spider-Man, the Spider-Man book. Oh, okay. And she read that and she gave it to me and she's like, oh my God, I never knew they could get like this. I said, yes. <laughs> Welcome it. to comics. Like, he's like, they're like, and of course, when you see like the, what comics appear to be is like flashy art and cool art. And it, it seems like it's portrayed for kids, right? And yes. I, of course, we totally understand that. Like, and then you get a book, right? Like, World's Fine and Stan Morris and Mark Wade's book. I just picked it up there today, the hardcover, because I love it. And that is a, the funnest book of all time. That doesn't necessarily have to tap into all of your heartstrings. Not comic, comic books don't have to be that. Like, like even Jorge Menez and Chip Zdarsky's last issue on 135 Batman, where all the other Batmans came in, right? Like, yeah, the oh, Adam so West good. Batman, Michael Keaton. But like, that's just, that's just, fuck me. That's why I want to draw comics. That's just fun. That is so <laughs> yeah. fun. You yeah, you like, have fun. Give me that comic any day of the week. But then, like we said, we can tap into those other things in, in comics and that really can think, oh, this makes you think about society, humanity. And I don't think there's a better way. Like, I just love the form and the, art of comic books i adore films and stuff but comic books give you something different it's like it's kind of people always say it's like it's it's the best way to make a, a billion dollar movie ever because it's just you and your imagination whatever you can do like frank Whaley is an amazing example of that he can put anything he wants on paper at any angle any way he thinks of hmm. so like to be able to do that with just one person or two people kind of writing with the colors and letters obviously as well like that's an amazing thing to be able to, to yeah. achieve and to tap into someone like you're reading words on a paper along with pictures to tap into someone's psyche like will eisner used to do that is special you know absolutely and there's so many options for you now too like now's the best time there's so many different things like you said like there's the heart ones there's the action ones there's the fun ones there's and there's so many different characters there's so many different storylines it's not like back in the day we only had a few but now you have so many of them. It's so easy to find one for you, I think. 
Yeah, exactly. And then it's almost like, isn't that almost a daunting thing as well? If you're coming in fresh, it's like, where do we oh, even yeah. start? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's... Someone kind of puts you on the path to be like, this is the way to go. Like, you can walk into the big bang today, my comic book shop. It's like, there's so, like I'm in there and I'm like, oh, my God, I could be in there for four hours. Exactly. Give me a chance to look through it. It's like, I could read everything. But like like you said, it's a post. I love how, like, inclusive comic books are as well. It's like, yeah, yeah. comic books are for people... Uh, that feel left out that are popular mm-hmm. that are happy that are sad mm-hmm. it's like you can find anything for everybody like that's what you're supposed to connect to these characters in a, like you said a bit of flashing an emotional level that you think oh this this is probably me this is like in a in another world this could have been me if you were gifted with the flowers of and the powers of flash you were probably thinking oh that, that could have been me for sure you know yeah oh yeah it, it, yeah oh yeah it's so it's crazy when you go in a comic book store and you see all the people that come in. I've met Wall Street people at a comic book store once. I mean, I yeah. it is the craziest shit. There was one. My memory's trying to get onto it. There. Oh, it was um, it was a captain in the Air Force at a certain point, and he came wow. this big burly dude. Like I, here's my wife. So the thing, like you look at her, like here's all my wife and my money. And he was this big burly guy, and he's like, I'm here for my box. And I'm like, what? And I was doing a booth there for the podcast, and the guy came over and we were talking. And yeah, it was a big guy. Man, that's a memory that I haven't thought about in a while. Like, yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I take him back to base and I read the books. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's the coolest shit. And it's like this like older guy, too, like really older older gentleman. And he was like, oh, yeah, captain in the Air Force. I'm over here at the base. That's We have a, we have a base here in the state. And, and uh, they said, oh, yeah, go bring him over there, and I read the books in downtime. I'm like, wow. Yeah, but that's amazing even like like I, when I showed my dad like my dad he loves movies he doesn't, hasn't read comic books in his life never has but I brought like the Batman cover into him there's something about something like being kind of like iconic like that and being on the front of the cover it taps into everybody you're like oh that's yeah. like that's really cool even if whether you like comics or whether you don't you know it's like oh there's something about that that I love and is cool and I think genuinely if, if everyone admitted it we probably would have a lot of lawyers out there because <laughs> you wouldn't admit it, but everyone at some stage kind of loves something about like characters that they've seen in the past, some sort of rendition that they think looks cool or is cool, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, we're at the 40 minute mark here, Danny. I don't want to take too much Perfect. of your time here. I know you got some stuff you got to do, um, but again, thank you for coming on. This has been an absolute blast, man. Absolutely, mate. Listen, I appreciate you. You kind of like I said, reschedule, but let's do it again sometime. Because I feel like I wanted to ask you a million questions about your life. Maybe we could chat forever. I feel like. Oh, we absolutely could. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, like I don't really want to cut it off. Um, now I want to give you the floor, though, Danny. I, I really do. Uh, anything you can promote without getting yourself fired. Yeah, do you know what? I'm the worst. Uh, Shit. Time, I have, let me think. I have uh, the Extreme Venomverse number three coming out next month. Um, I have this Star Wars Black, White, and Red, Darth Vader Black, White, and Red number four coming out the month after. And I have other uh, things in the works that I can't talk about. And if yeah. I keep on talking to my Irish, I'll get myself in trouble. Yeah. I spread out somewhere along the way. So I better leave it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, you are welcome back to the show anytime, though. So whenever this stuff comes out, like, hey, can we talk about this book? Absolutely. You're absolutely mate, welcome absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like, and Reach out to me as well, mate, please. I had a great time on here. I really appreciate you. It was a great conversation, mate. It was it just flowed lovely. Thanks a million to go. I appreciate it, buddy. Of course, of course, of course. Now I'll let you get to it, Danny. You have a wonderful rest of the day, okay, man? Appreciate it, boss. Top man, take care. You too. All right, mate.